Greetings, listeners. Welcome to Tipsy Cake, savory stories with sweet endings. This is Naomi Levine. I'd like to welcome my co-host, Christy Widry. Hello, everybody. Today, we welcome my favorite tarot card reader in <laughs> the world, Rose Wolf. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> From her endless memories, Rose has experienced an affinity to sense and speak to the dead. And after a near-fatal auto accident, multiple near-death experiences herself, which this is news to me, but fascinating, she began her studies with the spirits. In addition to being a psychic medium and tarotist, she is a Reiki master teacher, an ordained minister, a practitioner, providing a grounded perspective to her passion to understand life, death, or our place in the universe. For more than 30 years, it's very hard to believe that, Rose. (laughs) She has shared her unique talents with a worldwide clientele. She currently resides on almost an acre of woods in northwest Indiana with 20 birds. <laughs> I just realized, yeah. even though I typed all this up, I'm like, ghosts? That's awesome. Oh, now she's interested yeah. in tarot cards. <laughs> I tarot, but I like the idea of a, of a friendly ghost. I like Casper. I have several ghosts in my basement, which is really, really odd because my my chair um, sits like right in front of my basement door and I'll be sitting there and like I'll, I'll feel like cold air moving back and forth and I'll be like, you know what, guys, I really can't do this today. I really cannot deal with you. And one time I was like, no, I can't do this. And the door just slammed shut by itself. Oh. <laughs> okay. So when Naomi and I were talking about this, I was like, I'm skeptical about tarot and everything else. But I do have a question. Speaking of your ghosts moving things, um, my mom passed on a few years ago. And I have no doubt that like she's not lingering. I know she's with my dad and she's happy. But every couple of months, our lights will flicker a couple of times. And my husband will be like, Hey mom, we miss you. And then they'll stop. And I'm convinced it's my mom just stopping by to say hello to make sure we're okay. It's, it's very think? possible. It is very, very possible, especially if you've had obviously an electrician come out and check your lights and you know, you know that your local, you know, power company isn't giving you brownouts or anything like that. Um, because we always have to to go the skeptical way and make sure that it isn't any r- real world excuse me, real world things um, that are causing what's going on. Um, Well, my husband works for a subsidiary of our power company, so they better not be doing rollout, rolling blackouts because (laughs) no, um, we live in a complex. So, and it's only the one light in the living room that does it. It's not, it's not any of the other ones. And literally it'll like flicker a few times, usually at night when we're watching TV and then like it'll just flicker a few times brian will be like hey mom we miss you and then it'll stop so brian's like mom's just came to say hi and i'm like all right and it's on the lamp that came out of their house now does right brian believe in tarot card readers christy brian believes in um he believes in some of this stuff um we have a friend in michigan that has a i like a, over a hundred year farmhouse and she said they had a ghost for a while and then one day it just left. And she said it hung around when her kids were teenagers. And when her kids all moved out, the ghost kind of just left. So I don't know if it was there to hang out with their kids. I have no idea. Wow. Yeah. Well, what what that is, is the um, 
the ghost may still be there, but what it was doing was using the kids' energy. Um, mm. You know, you get a lot of teenagers and there's a lot of that budding sexual energy um, in the house. And so, you know, ghosts can kind of hook into that and use it as a battery and just make things happen. Um, so the ghost may still be there, just kind of hanging around, but, you know, kind of going like, oh, crap, now I can't, now I can't go and do things. Now I can't slam doors or have fun. As long you as know? they're friendly, I have no problem with a ghost. You know, oh, I, just, oh, I don't believe in them, but I oh, believe in tarot. See, I believe in ghosts. <laughs> I believe in spirits more than I believe in tarot. It's weird. I don't know. They're probably intermingled, but it, the idea of. A, okay. You don't make sense at all. The idea of a ghost doesn't bother me, but the idea of like, I don't know. I just, I don't believe that like turning a card can like help me well, understand things. No. And that's why. You haven't had Rose read you tarot and I have probably four times, Rose. Um, four or five. Yeah. Yeah. And I attest to the fact that she has been right every single time with not always the best news, unfortunately. Really? Uh, four times out of five, it's been horrible. I, but that's not, well, not say she's not doing it. Well, but, it's, but yeah, it's it's more to prepare you because life is not always, you know, the, these all, these t- terrific, wonderful things. Um, and the purpose of, of a reading is to to prepare you or to to, you know, tell you to watch out for things. Or to to get you to change your course, so how you did, don't. That, get... How you did, Matt? Yeah, I I actually. How did you guys meet? Yeah, so um, another mother at Mikey's school in the city about five years ago, or five years ago, I was looking for a tarot card reader for a party, an event. Remember events, <laughs> which we're going to get to. Um, oh, and Sarah's like, "There's no." Well, actually, I was looking one for one for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember the context. And then I used Rose and the client paid me. And we these were some off-site catering parties, which I was pretty good at in the 2015 to 2008, 19 part of my career. Huh? You could still be good at it I'm if you still wanted good. to. <laughs> Retired. You're too young to retire. <laughs> Anyways, so you that's and Rose, right. that's how you and Rose. So, yeah, so I hired her for some events. And the first one was a nine-year-old girls party. The next one was mm-hmm. a, a quinceañera. The third one was this uh, 40th joint birthday party. And every single time there were lines of guests. And she was so confident when she'd come in. The only problem I have with Rose is that she was another vendor that wouldn't eat. But the Vendors reason. don't eat. But she didn't eat because she wasn't eating food. Okay. But <laughs> she was eating air for about two years. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, it's just that it's like. Before an event, I don't want to eat because I don't want to get sleepy or I don't want to have garlic on my breath because back then we could be really close to people. When you were in person. (laughs) In person. Um, And then when it's over, you know, it's like I don't want to eat because I don't want to fall asleep on my way home. (laughs) You know, you you, you get food in you and and you know, you're full and you're like, oh, okay, well now I can go to sleep. No, I have to drive home on the highway. So. And she never drank yeah. alcohol. She was like, again, the true, prof- again, we don't allow vendors to eat or drink at parties. I, right. and, I understand that, but not and, that and, I was. Well, I'm just saying at my location, we can, the vendors can eat during the family meal if they want, 
or if the client asks us to fix them a plate, but none of our vendors are allowed to drink alcohol. We'll kick them out. Right. And, and the, the larger corporate parties I've done um, for other companies, um, we're not allowed to eat except for the, the, um, the break that we have. And they usually have boxes ready for us. Um, so we would eat during that. And even then I would just like grab one thing out of the box and throw the rest of it in my bag and eat it on my but way home. I even tried to give her a macaroon or I did try to sneak food in your bag sometimes, didn't I? I was always trying to make yeah. it. Oh, the one time I was walking down the street as you gave me paper towels and um, green, uh, jalapenos and all of that. So oh, I'm yeah, I was like offloading. <laughs> you like to do that. You, you hand me random things sometimes. You're like, here, just take... <laughs> take this onion Christy and I'm like I don't want your onion Naomi you do that a lot actually um well and and I was I was also in somewhat of a costume as well so I am walking down the street at like one in the morning in somewhat of a costume carrying a big jar rolls of paper towels and and a huge bag of jalapenos all of these random things I just think that's (laughs) funny um so were you a, you were a tarot card reader prof- like professionally and then you decided to do events or you started to do events? I, how did that happen? I guess that's my question. I was a tarot card reader um, for a long, long time. And then a friend of mine said, you know, you would be really, really good doing corporate events. And my first um, response to that was why? <laughs> and she said, well, because people like you and, and you, you know a lot of these people's language because you've worked in corporate. Um, so when you're reading, you know what you're seeing. Um, you know, a lot of other tarot card readers or, or psychics, they see things, but they don't have the language to know what they're seeing. So, you know, so I can look at things and go, oh, well, you know, this is for quarter four or, you know, you know speak to whatever they're, they're that's going, whatever's going on in their industry. So um, that worked really well. So when you do events like corporate events, do they, I guess, is it only about business or do people ask personal? Like, I guess my question when I'm no. like, what's the most common thing, corporate events are just in readings in general. What is the most common thing people want to know? Like Naomi, when you got a reading, was it for a specific thing or was it just an overview of what's happening next? I don't think I'm a good example. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that, that gets in personal, but um, well, no. people want to know about money, love. Um, they want to know whether um, their friends are, are true to them. <laughs> and then you get people who are really nosy and they want to know about what their neighbors are doing. And oh, what wow. Oh, absolutely. And, and then I have to say, you know, I don't have permission to, you know, I'm not Gladys Kravitz. I'm not going to be peeping into your neighbor's business. Wow, I <laughs> and nor, nor should you. Um, so um, it, it's, it's really interesting. I had one gentleman who offered me a very, very large sum of money if I could um, look into one of his competitors and wow. see what was going on in his business. And I was like, I would prefer not to go to jail. Thank you very much. Oh my God. Oh, how much money, Rose? A lot. Um, we're talking five to six figures. 
wow. Wow. My mind is wow. wow. Oh my God. Because when I think tarot, I think like, so when I was in my twenties, I was in new Orleans and we had someone, we, you know, they they had tarot cards. I saw my friends and I'm like, let's do it. And I mean, everything they they said, I was going to have five children, which uh and they said that I was going to be poor, but I was going to have five children, probably poor because I had the five children (laughs) and that I would experience love, but it wouldn't be lasting. And I was just like, okay, whatever. But my point is, I feel like everyone I know is like, when am I going to fall in love? When am I, how am I going to win the lottery? Am I going to have children? No way. But corporate espionage, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, I remember. Oh, yeah. I, I do remember. I, well, well of- and, and this came from something because I had read a friend of his and had told them to watch out for a, a person that they were working with because I had known something. I told them that something was going on. So he assumed because I knew something was going on within that, that I had even more intense powers. And, and I was just like, no, I, I, what I was seeing was some energy within two people um, that were working together, so. No, I don't wanna know what my neighbors are doing, but we'd be like, can you tell me what my competitors are doing for events? You're like, you could be like, what's my competitor bakery? That's well, not- I mean, when, I, when I'd hire her, yeah. I was, and like all your clients, I imagine Rose, everyone's very serious about the subject. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not just like, how am I going to be reaching win the lotto? But you know what I'm saying? They're like, not drunk. Well, no, I do get people who, who want, you know, <laughs> ask really stupid questions. What does my cat think when <laughs> I'm washing dishes in the nude? And I'm like, are you kidding he's, me? <laughs> he's thinking, what's wrong with my human? Yeah. I, I, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I just come up with, you know, you ask a stupid question. I give you a silly answer. Um, but but you have to when you're doing parties, you have to have, you know, things not to put people on, you know, yeah. uh, on, on <laughs> not to be combative, but. But to let them know that, you know, this isn't. I I have a question and it's because I've used you personally and because I've seen the clients at these events, but I was very busy at the events. I just trusted Rose, but I clearly remember this New York federal, like an FBI or something. I don't know. Do you remember the gentleman that had that party in Lake? You've got a pretty good memory, but this woman was blown away. She came out and she went, oh, my God, she'd had a reading with Rose. Now, when you're when we hire Rose for these parties, nobody's paying. The guests are just, it's a yeah, I know it's like another. Yeah. And these people, this woman was blown away and she was like an FBI person. I just I don't know what you said, but you yeah. are so you're always you're always spot on. And and I don't know any of these people. I mean, I don't ask them their name. I don't, you don't ask questions, you know, don't you, really? Until they sit down and then I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. Do you do this? Or does this make sense to you? That's when I ask questions. Yeah, there's no small talk like, what's your name? How's the weather? No, and, and I, don't, I don't do the cold reading thing, you know, or look at them and try to, to glean any information from how they look because how people look in their careers and how they look at a party generally can be two very very different things and so and that's another another question I have do you find the clients because I've hired you for social only but do you find the clients at the corporate events differ from your personal clients to social events or do you feel Mm, well when I'm hired by like a company usually um these events are for 
their employees and their um, vendor, their customers and vendors and everything like that. So um, the things that they're interested in are very, very different than a personal um, client. A personal client wants to know about their personal life. Uh, a, a, a corporate client wants to know about their business or if their investments are going to work or, um, or if their spouse, boyfriend or whatever is cheating or if they should oh, get a wow. prenup. And, and always, should I get a prenup? I will always say yes, regardless, <laughs> because it's stupid not to <laughs> just, you know, if you're asking the question, you should get it. If you feel that you have to ask the question, should I get a prenup? Then yes, you should go get a prenup. I mean, this is what your mother would tell you. <laughs> so this is common sense. Do you have like regular clients to get readings on a regular basis, like every few weeks, months, or is it like one? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have clients that I have to tell that I don't want to talk to them until they do their work, you know, until they, because, you know, I'll look and say, you haven't done anything. Why are you talking to me? You know, nobody is going to come and knock on your door and offer you a job get out there and go look for a uh, job. Yeah. Like people looking for an easy fix. Like, you know, what Rose told me like that someone's going to give me good news tomorrow or something versus look at you, Christy, right. you're turning. But, that, no, but that's part of, but part of that's just like general human nature. Like you can't sit on your ass and expect like the tooth fairy to bring you a job and everything else. You have to put yeah, the work or in. the perfect man. Yeah. I have one woman who keeps asking me when, when she's going to meet the perfect man. However, she rarely, if ever, leaves her house. And the only places she goes is Starbucks and the grocery store. Tell her to And I home. keep free time. That is the first question. And I have to tell her, you know, he's not going to come and knock on your door. And she goes, well, what if it's the cable man? And I'm oh like, my God. And then my next question is, do you really think your parents are going to allow you to marry the cable man? <laughs> wow. Wow. It's, well, maybe some people just need like a sense of hope. You must have such a diverse wow. range because how I actually, the referral of Rose, Sarah, you <laughs> read for her whole family for generations, haven't you? Didn't, weren't you well, tied by a what did you do? For I, family? I know her. I, I met her sister several years before I met her um, at a, uh, a convention and read for her. And uh, really, her sister and I really gelled really well. And then um, I met her through another friend and I read for Sarah's husband and predicted his job, his wonderful job that he has now. <laughs> and, uh, right. And then for her, I, I just got some spirit that was hanging around and she was so disappointed. And I still really have to read for her again. <laughs> family parties for her. Didn't you do some? Cause I've done some, yeah, I've done some other things for them. And uh, yeah. And I've, I've been to, her mother's house for Easter several years in a row That's right. yeah. <laughs> coming up well you won't be going this year which Christy uh and I and I did not go last year either oh, that's so. right it's already into the second year so mm -hmm. Christy did you want to go ahead um 
so how many events do you think you like do a year like before 20 before 2020 yeah before 2020 I would see um when I was looking at my books um my my biggest year I saw a thousand new people that year wow that's and that wasn't even counting my um the the clients that I had my regulars yeah and so wow that's a lot so I'm assuming that 2020 and well what's happened has impacted your business like everybody else's oh incredibly incredibly but I also I am in I have been in an on an arc in my life where um I've had health issues um and and again I moved to Indiana and uh just it's given me an incredible opportunity to um reevaluate who I am and what I'm doing and um get my health to a certain point. Um, I also have a daughter who has autism. So um, actually the reason why I've been able to do, you know, be a professional psychic um, was to be able to be home while she was in school and to be available for her. Um, But now she's 18 (laughs) and she doesn't need me as more as much. so, uh, you know, now I'm trying to shepherd her into adulthood um, in the age of COVID. Um, so all of this is, is giving me the opportunity to um, create a new world for myself. And I think that's what everybody else has to look, look at during these times. Um, how do you reevaluate and, and re um, and, and make yourself see what's valuable and, and rebrand yourself. Oh my God. I a hundred percent agree with as bad as the pandemic has been. There's been a lot of things that I figured out for myself during this time, because I've actually not going hundred miles an hour every day. I've had time to figure out some things about myself. And it's not, I mean, it's not. I like, think you go about 120 miles an hour. Well, no, but, you know, instead of like, you know, spending my three hours on my commute, those three hours I've spent time working on other things that I just said, someday I'll get to it. It's does, amazing. Yeah. Does uh, that make sense? Absolutely. So as bad as the pandemic has been, like, you know, Rosa's saying, it's given her a chance it's to do certain things with her family. It's given me the chance to like figure out some stuff. And I, maybe it's, but maybe I'm also feeling like what's, I can't remember the word, but you know, I'm turning 50 in a month. And so it's like, I'm reflecting on, okay, like here's 50 years. How many do I have left? And what I mean, what, what's my next mission for the next half of my life? I don't think 50 is your halfway point anymore either, nope. because I mean, right. you know, but it's just like that thing, like, you know, like those milestones, like 16, 21, 40, 50 you know so um but you are are you doing like readings over like something like zoom or are you i am using zoom i'm using the phone skype facebook messenger um i had somebody who said i i need to see you i just you make me feel good you've always made made me feel good to be around you um can i just come in you know i'll sit 10 feet away from you and and they sat on the other end of my porch and I read them that way 
Um, and they said, you know, you probably could have read the dictionary to me. It just felt good to be around you. And, and for me, I needed that myself just to, to have somebody, um, you know, to have somebody come and, and, and be around me and, and kind of give me that uh, little pat on the back. Um, but I was able to give them some really good messages and um, lift them up a little bit. So, and, and there's always, there, when there's a will, there's a way. I've, I've sat in my car and read somebody who sat in their car. Oh, wow. Yeah, in a Target parking lot. <laughs> so it's, it's a sense of comfort for people, right? I they, love having yeah. a reading, but I will remember, we also, we actually went to lunch last pandemic, mm-hmm. didn't we? So Rose actually ate. And because uh, she wasn't working, because she wasn't working, but it was, a, and but I didn't get a reading because we yeah. actually became friends. We like yeah. each other. We're, we're mm-hmm. she's a very likable person, and I'm well, blessed that she has time for the friendship. And but you can't put her in a box. You can't say she's just the person that does my readings. Like you know what I mean? It would be no, like, I can't do it. Put her in yeah. a box. No, that's what I'm saying. Is you made it sound like you were surprised that like she's think, actually become a friend? But, but that, I think that's yeah. also the advantage of being a former business owner, mm. is that we could be friends with our vendors, whereas you. I'm friends with lots of my vendors. You're allowed? I'm allowed to be friends. I'm friends with you. I'm retired. Yeah. Okay, but I was a friend of yours yeah, but- before that. Yeah, I hang out with a lot of my vendors. It just depends. Um, but there are certain vendors that you have to keep at an arm's length. You cannot well, yeah, be friends with them. Not because yeah. they're vendors. It's and, just because of their yeah. friends. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, mean, let's be I, I, was try- I was trying to be delicate about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very straightforward. It's there's some vendors out there and I don't know how many of them are actually going to listen to this, but I prefer to keep it on a professional basis. But then there's others that like, hey, come over and I'll cook you dinner and let's hang out. And here's a baby gift for your newborn child type. It just depends on the level because a lot of my vendors become friends. It is. And I mean, yeah. that's friend or uh, I used to call them friend doors. And then there's friend others vendors. that I would cross the street if I see them coming. So I don't have to say hi and pretend to care about them. Yeah. And then when Christy and I started this, we're like absolute agreement that a certain few event professionals are not going on the podcast. We will not name names. We're not naming names, but that person was the first to like a post. And I'm like, oh, God. OK, well, now you <laughs> didn't, didn't give it away. No. but um, OK, so well, and, have- and for and for me, I do have to say I knew that I was doing well when somebody who had hired me for a corporate event who told me that they did not believe in any of this stuff just recently contacted me for a reading. Ooh. All right. Go I, Rose. I have to ask a question because, you know, Dami and I are like partners and I like usually look over the bio and write our like very, very roughly sketched out scripts, multiple near death experiences. I, yes. can, you, can you share some details? Because most people don't have multiple. They maybe have one. Okay. Well, um, one time I had surgery and um, during the surgery, my lung collapsed. And apparently when your lung collapses, um, you, you don't metabolize pain medication oh. as well as when you normally do. The doctor did not think about that. And they had put me on a morphine pump. And I was in a lot of pain and I am like everybody else. The morphine pump would go ding and I would hit the button. Well, apparently I had overdosed myself and um, I was in the corner of the room and I was watching myself as I coded and I was watching all the nurses and the doctors coming in the room 
And this nurse that I had been talking to, she looked at me and she was shaking me and she slapped me across the face and said, you cannot leave your children. And at that point, I just slammed back into my body. Um, but that was the first time I remembered having a near-death experience. And, uh, and then when she came back into my room, like uh, two days later, I looked at her and I said, thank you. And she goes, for what? I said, for, for bringing me back. And she looked at me and I said, but you didn't have to hit me. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, how do you know that? And I'm like, because I saw you I, and I pointed to the corner of the room and she just walked out of the room muttering to herself. <laughs> wow. Well, that kind of, so I, you know, Naomi and I are talking about this and I'm more fascinated, not so much about the tarot, which, but more about like just your studies of spirits and I was telling her a story um, years ago. My uncle was sick. He was in the hospital and he was clinically dead. Like he coded probably or like what you were doing. And, you know, they brought him back and he was telling my mom a few days later that first of all, he had never seen such amazingly vibrant colors. Like he, he was in awe of it, but more importantly, he saw my grandparents, his parents standing at a distance waving, but then also telling him like, Hey, no, stop walking. Um, I mean, he did, he passed on like a year later, but I was like, I, I believe, and it's, I, it's also my religion that I was raised in teaches me that I believe that we see the people that have gone before us, we'll see them again. But do you, what are your feelings on that? Because, you know, well, the, the, the next near death experience I had, I had had a head on collision and, um, I had been, um, they declared me dead at the scene because my heart had stopped. I had hit the, um, the steering wheel had hit my chest and stopped my heart. Um, apparently there still was a rhythm, but because we were out in the middle of the country and all of this, they, they, they didn't hear it. Um, but I had this near death experience and, and I got to have a life review, um, which means that I got to see my life, not only through my eyes, but through the eyes of every person I touched. And, and there was no judgment, but I got to see how I made everybody feel, which when I came out of this, it made me a much nicer person than I was. Um, and there was no judgment, but I had, um, and for me, it was all of the angels sitting there and they kept telling me, no, you need to go back because you're not done. And I'm like, no, really, I I really want to go through that door where, you know, all that really, really pretty white light is. And they're like, no, you have to go back. And there was like family members that were like sitting behind and they're like, no, you have to go back. And I'm like, no, really, I want to go there. And I kept dying and kept going back up there. And finally, the last time that, cause my heart kept stopping. And the last time I went up there, I kind of looked at the one guy that was left and I just kind of waved at him and went to run through the door and it ended up coming back and like slamming into my body. And it was like being born again because I was naked, bloody and screaming <laughs> and um, never didn't die again after that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> your, your relatives are there and, and they will tell you, no, no, it's not your time. You know, we're here waiting. We've got plenty of time. Um, but uh, you, you have to go back and take care of things down. In, in the real world. Very interesting. 
All right. So are there any other near-death experiences? Well, that was, that was the time where I kept dying. So oh, that was like, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Wow. So, and, and thankfully since then, um, when I've had surgeries and stuff, if I've died, they haven't told me about it and I don't have any memories of it. So I, I think I'm down here until I really, really do die again in, in the real way. Um, wow. And I hope that's not for a long, long time. I I hope so. Also, I'm fascinated <laughs> by that though. Like, yeah, you're you you look like your mind is blown. Well, I just right feel now. so. But I didn't know about that. But I know that you've had a lot of surgeries. Could mm-hmm. keep having surgery, and you're like the nicest, healthiest person. And you're always having you're like, oh, hi, I'm just going to have another back surgery. And then you're like back, and you're cleaning out the bird cages. And it's like, didn't you just have back surgery? Yeah, I had uh, on the 21st. I had uh, <laughs> actually neck surgery, spine surgery. Um, the 21st of January and she's always having surgery and she's always taking care of business and she looks great yeah and then we had the snow and I had to shovel snow so I could get deliveries (laughs) so wow so Naomi and I always seem to run out of time to get like some important um, administrative work done on our podcast if someone wanted to reach out to you how do they find you like do you have a website do you um I do have a website but it is very very out of date um but i believe that you can still you can go on it and look around it's secondsightrose.com um and it's site s-i-g-h-t um uh and and the contact information on there is still good um i'm available on facebook she's amazing um, on facebook messenger yeah, Rosewell reader yeah and uh you can um uh, contact me, I guess. I don't know. Can I give my phone number out? Or well, we'll, we'll do Facebook and yeah, we'll do things. Yeah, like no, it's like we we've been doing this for a little bit, and like literally, we're like, hey, we need to make sure that we get their information. Yeah, and we always run out of time. And so I'm like, yeah, let's get let's get the housekeeping done right now. I'm thinking of right, that. exactly. Yeah, and and really, Facebook. Um, Texting me or um, uh, message messaging me on Facebook is really the the easiest way to to get a hold of me. Now I'm paranoid, uh, Rose. Are you that like now? I'm scared that you just know everything about me, and I'm embarrassed. I do not know everything about you because I am I'm not a peeping tom. I don't want to know everything about you. But you're so talented. Do you just know your friends? Uh, now I'm scared. No. No, here, here's the thing. My friends and my family, my friends and my family, I don't, I don't tap in unless like when you, you contact me, I only tap in. That's what I want to tap in for the questions that you ask me. But you're not just sitting there going, oh God, Naomi's done this, that, like, oh, no, no, no. The only, the only way, you know, it's like the only way would be like, if I woke up and went, oh my gosh, I need to get a hold of Naomi because I just, you know, I, I don't have a Oh, a well, that's good. good. I'm glad you something. haven't had to do that then. No, or or um, just recently, I haven't thought about somebody for a long time. And I had, I woke up and I was feeling really, really joyous. and like, oh, wow, you know, I have to see what's going on with them. And uh, I, I couldn't find them. So I, I texted them. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And they were like, oh, I just got married. And I was like, oh, how wonderful. And I'm like, you know, I was just thinking of you. I woke up smiling, thinking of you. And they were like, oh, well, that's probably because I'm really happy. Oh, wow. 
So that's great. Um, I'm just, uh, we, we've still got a bit of time here. Um, I remember you telling me that your first husband, we've all, we've, you know, you and I have had a few, <laughs> <laughs> was a photographer at the dungeon? No, that's my current, <laughs> but not, not at the, the dungeon. <laughs> I thought he was a truck he was, he was a, he was a fetish, fetish photographer. Or he is, he was a fetish photographer. He is no longer. And did he get you business? Because you got to, he got to do the photography. Did you get to, did he help you out with business? No. Yeah, it's hard with spouses, isn't it? They never really. He does not have, he does not believe in any of this. So. Oh. Her own husband doesn't believe in it. No, he's, he's, he's an atheist. So. And, and that's fine. Yeah. Well, that's married. That's... Yeah. Anything else, Christy? Uh, I actually do lots of questions, but they might not necessarily be. Th- I'm just fascinated by certain things. For it. No, I'm. I'm kind of processing in my head, so maybe we'll have a rose wolf part two. Oh, so- Christy will be here <laughs> for a reading. No, <laughs> well, I think my other thing is, it's not that I don't believe in it. It's almost like I don't want to put stock in. I just want to like live my life, and like the next thing that comes comes. I don't want to necessarily know what my future is or what, does that make sense? Well, in, yeah, yeah. in a lot of the things that I, I do isn't necessarily yeah. your future. It's more of like maybe getting, getting people um, positioned in the right way. That's so what, yeah, yeah. Position what comes, whatever comes. Okay. And maybe it's going to sound really corny, but, and I don't mean to sound like, like, I, I don't know the right way to say it, but it's like, 99% of the time I'm happy with my life. I'm happy with where I'm at. But that's and but no, but I also but that's the misconception, Christy, is that she's no, not, but no, you're you're not. I'm no, I want to hear it. Yeah, let me hear what yeah, you're like saying. it's it's not a like I need to know. It's just like some people turn to her because they just want to like have the comfort of knowing it's almost dare I say it's almost like instead of talking to like a therapist, I need to just have the comfort that there's someone that has the spiritual knowledge to reach out to me and, you know, and maybe like spiritual knowledge to understand me. Do you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. with that? And right. it's not, it's and like spiritually, I know where I stand spiritually, like with my belief in my faith and my belief in God and the religion I was raised in. There's, you know, there's a lot of concentration on like the spiritual aspects of it, not so much like the material aspects of like who Jesus was and everything else. And so it's not that I think this is like hocus pocus. It's more, I, I don't mean, I don't have any questions about my life, I guess is the biggest point, you know? And, and that is absolutely valid. Yeah. And I mean, absolutely valid. And and if you sat down in front of me and, and said, I'm just here because my friend um, paid for this, I would say, so what do you want to talk about? Yeah, we could talk, we could talk about anything. I have, you know, and I can talk to you about anything. So yeah. we don't even have to do a reading. Yeah. You like know, my we, only we can question talk for reading would be, is my football team going to do better next fall? Like those are my questions. It's, you know, what and I mean? then I'd be like, okay, well, what, what does the coach look like? Let's, yeah. let's just talk. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but those are like, those are my big, like, like recent developments with my professional life. I wasn't expecting any of that to happen. That was great. Yeah. And I mean, I, so I recently got a promotion at work and I wasn't expecting it during COVID or pandemic or shutdown or anything else, but it's just like, I wasn't expecting, I was just going along like being, I was grateful. I had a job. I was grateful. I had been furloughed 
I was grateful I could still make a living and help support my family, you know? So I, and I, it's not saying that like you've had great experiences and that's awesome for you. It's just, it's not. Oh, I had one great experience and the rest were bad, but it was, but she's, she really is good at what she does, but you know, but that's all I'm saying. Well, it, She's something it wasn't different. that it was a bad experience. What it was, was that you were going through bad things in life. And, yes. and what I did was get you to the point where, cause you were sitting there going, Oh no, what's going on? What's going on. And, and I confirmed things for you so you could move ahead. And also so you could make That's what I did decisions because sometimes I think people like, again, like a therapist, but I actually would believe more in talking to someone as a spiritual thing rather than like a Oh yeah, she's medical right. thing. yeah, yeah. She's but right. sometimes we all need that, not a validation, but that like that help, like you feel it in your heart that this relationship or this job or this friend isn't right for you, but you need to talk to somebody because it almost validates like, you know what, what I'm thinking isn't crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, if yeah. someone else, do you know what I'm getting where I'm going with that? Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know how you, like, you know how like, I listen to them clearly. Because I'm more apt to take advice from like somebody that doesn't know my history versus someone mm-hmm. that knows can hold any of my past mistakes against me. Does that? Yeah. So you need someone that can like see clearly and help you. What she saw isn't like bad things. It's no, no, no. She was helping you see them in a clearer light. I and, guess. and I was so lucky. Right. But now I'm thinking we did a lot of events together, didn't we, Rosie Rose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, I, the, the other thing I want to say is, is that I'm not a, I'm not an overly nice person, but I'm a kind person. I don't candy coat things. Yes. So I don't, because I will just, I'll just come out and say uh-huh. things. I don't beat around the bush. Illegal to say that. Yeah, it is. I'm not a fortune What's teller. But because why? there's fortune teller laws. Your son, your family. So I need all of this stuff and I need all this money and you know to take the curse off and and they're just scam artists yeah and what i do is not as you know i i will tell you what what a reading costs you know and you're paying me for my time and you know this is what it is i i will never tell you that there's a curse on your family (laughs) and and that i need you know your family jewelry or whatever oh wow this yeah oh yeah i'm i that doesn't surprise me there's a lot of shady ass people out there um no i'm now really excited because i need a client to be like i need something for my event that isn't your normal and then i can be like you gotta call rose rose is you know what i mean like i just want us to have in-person events again personally but i'm sure rose does yeah it's a whole different story um oh yeah no like i said it isn't I the spiritual thing I get it's the I don't know but like I said I don't I think you should have a well, reading oh yeah I've got to have another and, reading and, you, and, and tarot cards are fun because people like yeah, the pictures they like the pictures Ooh, how pretty. <laughs> yeah yeah pretty um, <laughs> awesome um, and uh, I think I think it's great that you're doing a lot of business still um, I'm sure you'd like to be. I got a, a call from a, a company going, well, why haven't you bought any of our, you know, um, the costuming stuff or new shoes? And I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> are, are you in the same place as me? Because <laughs> are you in another dimension? <laughs> I, I haven't worn pants. <laughs> you know, I haven't worn like um, hard pants. I'm wearing leggings you know, much less costumes anywhere, you know, I'm, are you doing parties that I pay? Oh boy. So yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it was so nice to meet you. And I don't know if Naomi painted me as a skeptic before we started talking, but it was really nice. No, because you were like, I know you're skeptical. No, I didn't. She hasn't even mentioned anything. Thank you so much for listening today. We really enjoyed having Rose Wolf. Be sure to check her out on her website and tell all your friends about our podcast, Tipsy Cake, the podcast on all your favorite platforms.